0: Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shanik. And we're so glad you joined us. Leave a review if you haven't. Share the podcast with your friends in a text message or on social media. We appreciate all of you who listen regularly. And I'm excited for this week's episode because we don't have a question of the week. In fact, we have five questions. And if you didn't know, the previous six episodes were recorded months yeah, ago. Pre-recorded pre-recorded because Shannon went on a six-week sabbatical, and he is officially back. back. I'm back. You are back. And we ha- I have so many it's questions. Crazy. I have so many questions, and I'm sure people have so many questions like, what is a sabbatical, and, and how was it, and all this. So here, I got five questions for you right yeah. off the Well, bat. let me just
1: start off by saying it has been crazy being gone six weeks, and also... You know, our friend Reggie would always say life is short, but also life is long. And that's exactly what I felt like this sabbatical was life or this sabbatical was short, but also this sabbatical was long. I've been living in this tension like I'm ready to just be back in it and back to my normal routines and work and with the team. But part of me is like, oh, man, it was too short. I need to go for another six weeks. Yeah. Do, like I'm living in that tension for real.
0: Do you think you found a new routine or?
1: Yeah, definitely some new routines.
0: Okay. So so Speak the question was what? Well, uh, how <laughs> was it? I'm going to add right? another question. Speak to Speak a routine. to routine.
1: So honestly, you know, sabbaticals are all about rest, recharging, reflection, right? Those mm-hmm. three R's. And that's why people in ministry, that's why. Professors in the academic world. That's why they take these sabbaticals because they're in this endless kind of system where sometimes they don't get to step away from that and just recharge and reflect on what God might be doing in a new way or how He might be speaking in a new way to someone. And so, really, this idea of rest uh, and reflection um, was what I went into in recharging, is what I went into the sabbatical thinking. But day one, so I preached Sunday, um, I, May whatever 2nd. It was May second, and that very next day, I set my alarm for five forty-five a.m. because, like, I wanted to live like the fullest life possible over these six weeks. Like, I didn't want to sleep. I know I actually had some people say, "Man, you just need to sleep for like a week," but man, I didn't want to. I re- I realized it was only six weeks, so five forty-five. Man, my alarm went off. Woke up. Um, I don't want to say like this super spiritual, like, oh, I got up and prayed for like a half an hour. I really didn't do that. I would just wake up and say, man, all right, God, what do you want to do today with me? And so Hmm. just started my day that way, but also started a new routine and getting up and going to the gym early, uh, meet my brother-in-law. I paid him to be a personal trainer for me just to get a little bit better shape uh, physically, not just kind of recharging emotionally and spiritually, but that was great and worked out. Came home and also started journaling every single day. So I kept track of what not only God was saying, but just what I was doing. The people I was meeting um, have so many kind of crazy stories behind the people I met, and so just wanted to make sure I remembered their names, a little bit about their story, so that I can reflect later on back on this time and really see you know all the experiences that I had. So that was just great. So that was like the biggest routine for me, and it's and it's been going six weeks. And I hope to continue it where I Mm -hmm. wake up early, get my workout in, get my journaling done. And that way I have the full day ahead of me just to experience whatever God has for me. That's
0: pretty cool. Okay. So how was it?
1: Man, honestly, it was, it was great. It, It was good to focus on family. We were in a crazy busy season. And also let me just stop real quick and say, man, I don't know if you want to hear all this or not, but. You know, I am half of the two pastors in the mic, and this is just what I've been going through. So, I want know, to hear it. Yeah, so. so anyway, just want to throw <laughs> that out there. But it was just a good time with my family, a good time of just, I did a little bit of traveling. I didn't leave for like weeks on end or like a month. That would have been cool too, but kind of stayed around here, staycate. I don't even want to call it a vacation or a staycation. I was really just removing myself from, just the hustle and bustle of life. And so it was good just to spend time with my boys as they were in their busy season of soccer, uh, spend a little time with my dad. Um, that was great. And then just spending time, um, just experiencing life, doing some things and having some experiences that, that I've been wanting to do for a long time, just never really quite had the time to do them. So mm-hmm. it was good. So it was great. It was great. It
0: was worth it.
1: Definitely worth it. I won't say I have any regrets, But looking back over the last six weeks, man, if I could have taken the sabbatical possibly over a a summer or a time where at least I had a week or two with my boys where they didn't have anything going on and we could have been a little bit more spontaneous. Um, I was spontaneous personally in my day-to-day. But just to say, hey, let's just go and just literally get them in the car and just go. They have no idea. And be gone for days or even a week at a time with them would have been real cool. I didn't get that, but... Looking back, it was great.
0: Well, you did go to a bunch of different places. So why don't you tell us a little bit of some of the things you did? Yeah, a
1: few of the things that um, I was able to go do is went whitewater rafting with Isaac and Malachi. Awesome oldest. experience. My two oldest boys, my second son Malachi. Man, he was kind of freaking out until we got out there in the water and um, saw that he was going to live. <laughs> but uh, that was just a super cool experience. Went camping, hiking, just being in the woods. That's where I love to be, though. I love Um, I love nature and I love just that experience. I feel like that's where I hear God the most and the clearest is just when I'm on that time. So I actually went on a lot of hikes by myself, different places. Um, Mel and I had some cool just like date night stuff that I was actually able to think through and plan ahead. And uh, that made it a lot of fun. Just uh, looking forward to just different stuff like at Churchill Downs, different nights in Louisville. Um, different excursions with her was awesome. I had an opportunity to go with my friend, Sean, from Love City, good friend of mine. So I mentioned before the sabbatical that the coolest thing would be if one of my friends would plan something where I don't know where I'm going. Like, I would love it if it was somewhere in the world, but for time reason, I said, well, it would have to just be in America. And I would literally just get dropped off, not have a place to stay, not know where I'm going, what I'm doing, and man, just be led by the spirit. So he kind of picked up on that. It was just kind of in a passing conversation. Um, I didn't really spend a lot of time with it. And then we just moved on in conversation. Well, like two days later, he calls me. All right, have your calendar cleared like Sunday, whatever it was, May 23rd to Thursday, May 26th. You're going somewhere. I already got your flights booked. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? So. That was a lot of fun going to, uh, found out I was going to Savannah. I didn't find out till the night before when I got my, um, check-in information for the flight, but that was, that was super fun. Had a lot of great experiences. We'll come back to that story later on in this podcast. I don't know. We'll see. In this podcast. We'll see if that happens. No. So yeah, I did that. And then just, (laughs) you know, last week was just a week for me to just chill. And it's kind of crazy that it was the only week that the weather was just rainy and cloudy every single day. So honestly, it was like a forced, just chill time, Mm -hmm. no activities, no jobs, no doing a bunch of stuff, just literally just reading, praying, thinking about, you know, the church and, and, and just me and, you know, uh, pastoring and just really life. And so it was good.
0: Yeah. So what's the biggest revelation you took away?
1: Oh man. Um, that's just it. Like the last couple of weeks I've really been contemplating, like I know people are going to ask me, like, what is, so what did God say? Yeah. Like, what's the biggest <laughs> revelation? Like, you know, like, blow our minds with something new. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of pressure. And it's, but it's part of the point of the biggest revelation is truly experiencing that the pressure is off in ministry and in pastoring and that I could truly just be me and be okay with that. So that that is really huge that's in great. that regard. Yeah. Um, because, of course, I, I realized that, man, God has surrounded me with so many, not just talented people, but just people that I love to do life with. Um, but it helps that they're talented. And I was able to leave and not have to worry about anything. I realized that I was carrying a lot of responsibility or I felt like it, it was all on me that if this place would succeed or fail based on what I do but realizing that God's got this and he surrounded me with an incredible team. And Mm. honestly, if I never came back to Hill city, Hill city would just be fine and it would be great. And it would continue to excel and make a difference and reach this community. Um, And that might sound crazy, but it's also freeing to me. Mm. And so, so that was, that was really good um, for me to just sit in that for a while and, and realize that for the first time, so I'll be honest. So, it took me about five days to detach from my routine. And then days like six through 10, man, I just rested and recharged. Like that really is what I did. And then day 11, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back. (laughs) Um, so ever since then I've been in this tension of, man, I really want to be back. And I already said this earlier, but at the same time I'm like, man, I'm okay. And I would be okay if I never went back and Hill city would be okay. And God still would do his thing in this community. And so that just took a lot of pressure off, man. Again, back to the removing the pressure. Um, I know it was some false responsibility. It was some false pressure that I put on myself that Jesus never put on me. Right. When we follow Jesus, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Did I say that right? Or is it opposite? Anyway, easy and light. It's not hard and heavy. And sometimes I was the one who made it hard and heavy. Jesus never did that. Man. And so... So man, yeah, that's just you know some of the revelation that I got, which was very freeing, very freeing. And then just realizing that, you know, it's life is about people more than it is trying to ascend to some pedestal. And I know I got these peas working right now, but then it's also a more about presence than it is about projects. And I realized this time off that I so enjoy just projects. There were days where I didn't have anything to do and I made something for me to do.
0: Hmm.
1: Cuz I have a hard time not doing anything and I have a hard time just being. And I think that's with a lot of us and especially as a man like we get a lot lot of our identity by what we do and not that it was an identity thing for me, it's just I sincerely enjoy finishing projects. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we talked about the genius of wonder on this podcast yet, I but I think we have. But there's this personality kind of test you can take and um, it tells you what genius you are and there's six different ones, whether you are a dreamer or an inventor or an encourager and all these things. But I was the tenacity piece. Like I get my biggest, like, uh, enjoyment out of seeing projects finished. And so to see projects finished, you have to have projects to work on. <laughs> so I would, I, dude, I, I got so much done, so many projects, so many like little achievements that I personally did, but. I don't know if that's what I was supposed to do, but that's what I ended up doing.
0: What did you say that was so good? I'm going to write it down. More Um, about. Yeah, just realizing
1: that, you know, thinking about our team here, thinking about the people that call this place home, like it's more about people than a pedestal. And then, and I've been really on this kick of presence. And I think me and you've talked a lot about Mm -hmm. as pastors, like our number one priority, it's not preaching the word. It's not, praying for people it's not organizing systems man the biggest responsibility of us as pastors is our presence in people's life and so i said presence over projects Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's been really wrong with the church i'll just say in america like everything is a system everything is about the organization um not the people that come or make up the organization and so for me just getting like that revelation and knowing that that's a fight and a tension that I live in a lot, not only as a leader of this place, but as someone who loves projects, sometimes I would bypass the presence with people just to take on a project to get a sense of accomplishment. Because you know, with people, it's life and it's Mm -hmm. your entire life. And, And sometimes you just love people where they're at and that's all they need. And maybe that's all you need to do, but there might not be this sense of, you know, the validation, like, man, they changed or I helped them with something or I don't know, but it, it's just life and you just live it with people and be present.
0: I love that. Okay. Thing you missed the most about being away. And this is a two-part question. So
1: the thing I missed the most, um, honestly, just the team, Yeah, just hanging out and being connected to you guys and figuring things out together. And Yeah. The people, man. It's about people. You had FOMO, didn't you? Uh, No, I figured that everyone was having FOMO based on what I was doing. So I really <laughs> didn't have a lot of FOMO <laughs> what you all were doing.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's oh, funny. Yeah. So no. yeah, I miss people, man. Okay, then the thing you most look forward to getting back into?
1: Um. Man, honestly, I've been thinking the last few weeks, there are just people that have been just on my mind. And again, mm-hmm. I'm it's back to people. Like what I'm most looking forward to is just seeing people's faces, not just on Sunday morning, but even outside that time as we mm-hmm. connect over, like we're getting ready to do some pretty exciting outreaches in our area. And so just working alongside and just doing life and seeing people, like I, I'm, I guess I'm more of a people person than what I thought. Yeah,
0: you Sometimes are. Sometimes
1: I think I'm an introvert, like... I don't know, but I guess I'm I'm not. So,
0: Well, I'm excited to have you back, for real. I miss you a lot. But last question, and you have to tell it, was the craziest story from the last six weeks, <laughs> and I'm expecting you to share it on the podcast. Just okay, so you.
1: for time purposes.
0: No, we have time. We've well, only been 15 minutes. This know. story can last five minutes, then we'll wrap it up.
1: Well, I, I got two. So I was going to say for both. time purposes, I'm only going to share one. The one I'll save is, um, and this will oh, leave oh no. something, um, for you to have a conversation with me later about, but <laughs> the first one I'll leave you with is me dancing in the forsyth I think that's how you pronounce it. Forsyth square fountain at like two in the morning in the middle of Savannah um, with strangers you with strangers to get in that with I, you yes that I met that night and convinced at least one of them to get in the fountain with me um that was an awesome experience but just trying to be free and live free and accomplish that a little bit um but I that's too it's honestly there is so much to that story I promise you we would be here for 30 minutes me telling that story so I'll tell you a different story that happened on that trip so um I told you I was surprised with the trip to Savannah with my friend, Sean. And when we get there, though, we go kind of just getting some history of the area as far as like how the the early American colonials handled slaves and where they came in at. We also saw the island that John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist denomination, kind of where he came in, or at least his ideas became the Methodist denomination. He didn't technically start it. Um, so we're exploring these islands. And one of the islands we wanted to go to was called Sapelo Island. And I believe they're called the Gulagichi. It's like they're, um, the ancestry they can trace back to being slaves actually on that island. And a few of them still live there. And so after the Civil War, some of the African-Americans on the island were given land and their freedom. And they just continue to live there. A, a census was done, I think, 2009. There were like 49 of them living on the island. Now there's like 24, so it's dwindling down. But you can go and tour the island. You can't drive there, you gotta go by boat. But my friend Sean wanted to go and experience all these things. There's other things, but just kind of like that kind of history stuff, which mm-hmm. is something I love. And so, man, you really want me to tell this story? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I so, do. so we stay at this Airbnb found of a tour guide that takes people out on the island and tells them all about what happened there, the sites, all of it. And we pull up and my friend Sean's like, so when we get here, I don't know, I've been talking to this guy. He's kind of sketched. Like when we pull up, he's probably going to be like a six or deep in some bush light or something, just so you know. And I'm thinking, okay, hey, I told you, man, we're just led by the spirit, man. Wherever the wind takes us, man, let's just roll. And we get there and man, sure enough, he's right, man. We get there, this old, like 80 year old white dude, slick back white hairs on the front porch, sipping on some Coors Light. And we get there and he's talking to us about like the trip the next day, but I'm looking around and man, honestly, this is on Airbnb. He found this place, but it is sketch. I mean like boards falling in. It's like just out of like that movie, the Hills have eyes. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Mm -hmm. The scary movie, they go in like the middle of nowhere. Oh my gosh. So I'm there and we're talking and he's like, well, I hope you guys, um, are hungry because you did pay for me to cook you dinner, but I have my companion coming over to cook you a low country boil. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I love low country boil, man. It's freaking awesome, right? And so we're just chilling there, and out of nowhere, this escalade just rolls up and out hops this like mid-40-year-old black chick. And she's just giving this guy hell, like cussing him out. Why are you calling me and texting me 20 times? I told you I was gonna cook dinner for you. You don't have to check in on me that much. I didn't know what was going on. Like, I didn't even know where we were, like middle (laughs) of nowhere, Georgia. And she walks past us on the front porch and she's all polite, you know, the Southern hospitality thing. She looks over, hey, how y'all doing?
0: Right after chewing this guy. Right after
1: (laughs) chewing him out. And we're like, we're doing good. And then, like, she passes Sean and I both up. Uh, walks right over to this guy, and I don't even know who this chick is. Like earlier, he said, "My companion." I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. And then they just start kissing right in front of us. Like you said, what making in out the world? When you were telling this story like earlier. it was, yeah, it was long. It was long.
0: They were making out in
1: front of in front of two freaking strangers, and I'm like, Sean, what did you just get us into? <laughs> so that's about all the story I can tell because yeah I'll just say I don't even know what to say they shared a room next to Sean <laughs> next day his name was Jimmy Morrison he told some stories yeah great that that was just was the, the that was the first day of our trip that just started good? all the craziness was it good oh man shrimp boil was incredible and dude they caught that shrimp like that day just right out from where we were so. Man, she did an unbelievable job.
0: So that was just the beginning. Jimmy of Morrison Jimmy and T. <laughs> Natalia. <laughs> oh. forever. You're. You I'll never fl- forget. Never forget. I'll never forget. So Savannah was a good time, and the overall sabbatical was a good time. And you feel, I love what you said. For re- you feel rested, you feel recharged, you reflected a bunch, and you're ready to roll, huh? Ready to roll. Get back into it. Yeah. So ready to do it. it hey, I will bit-
1: say too. I know this was just story time for me. But I want to appreciate you continuing to listen and hopefully you enjoyed um, the last series we just came out of. I know Corey already mentioned we pre-recorded those, but that was just such a great opportunity for us to share just some things that Christians should stop saying. And just to let you know, we and I got a little bit of flack for a few of those that we talked about, but it's just good to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And in a way where people have never thought about before, like man, stop saying, you know, the Bible clearly says like that was one of my faves, but having pre-recorded them and just listening to them, like I was a listener each and every single week as they got released over the sabbatical, man, that just really encouraged me. So like we encouraged ourselves. (laughs) So hopefully you were encouraged, but I really appreciate it. I appreciate, you know, you just listening to me tell my story today and just looking forward to just an awesome time continuing, uh, man, to just share Jesus and just make him known and
0: to live free yeah and to just know that you're loved that's it and there's nothing you can do about it we'll see you all next week